Star Wars Return of the Jedi is here. From its Kenner brings you 65 incredible Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. And now Kenner reveals yet another. From the dark side of the Force, the Supreme Master, the Emperor, and he's yours free. Just by sending five groups of purchase from any Star Wars action figures to Return of the Jedi, Box 596, Young America, Minnesota. But hurry, this offer will end. Here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the Force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. I have spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 181 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventure. The young, the restless, the very Marvel Avengers t-shirt wearing... Ooh, with Wolverine. Carlos. Buarguayo. The man who's wearing the Voltron Sith List Clone Wars. Sw- what is that? Pullover sweater thing? It's a hoodie. Thank you. Mr. Crunch Crunch is more. Less is. I don't know. Did it backwards? Did pullover hoodie guy. Pullover hoodie guy. The man that everybody knows as King Tom. The man who puts the Wii into Weezer. The Chon to Chonsky. Gentlemen, the king. How you doing, King Tom? I haven't yelled at you at all this. You time. haven't. You've been really nice, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. There you're welcome. Nice. You uh, you, you sounded like you're the Clift. You're welcome. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, I sounded like the Fonz there. <laughs> the man we call El Hombre. The man who likes to boogie oogie oogie all the time, Mr. Eric. Uh, likes to boogie oogie oogie. Can't wait to see him boogie oogie oogie in cel- at Celebration in Anaheim. It's not a thing to see, <laughs> man. I have really right. good rhythm, but dude, a dancer. So you're saying your not... rhythm isn't a dancer for you? It's a form of. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> actually a really good song. Rhythm is a dancer? <laughs> it is a great yeah. song. Nice. Okay, you're gonna have to play this. You're gonna totally. have to play this. I'm already glass. I'm already playing it. I'm already playing it. <laughs> you know, you know what song I had stuck in my head earlier this Ooh. week? Elder Ooh, which one? Rhythm of the Night that was on yes, the Last Dragon the rhythm soundtrack. Of the night. Forget about the worries on your mind. Feel the beat of the rhythm of the night. You can leave. Dance until the morning. Forget about the worries on your mind. 
la 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 Were they debarge? They were just debarge. debarge. No, At they, that point, it was just debarge. Oh, then they were El debarge. Then I think it was El debarge after that. Then they were the debarge. Then and, after that, they were sailed debarge. And then he's a uh, meth. And then now, we lost all mistaken. of our listeners by now. By yeah. the way. What, Every dude, that's El DeBarge, man. Don't you guys better be rolling with us on the DeBarge train? Seriously, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Is there the, such the a barge thing? barge? Yeah. Is there, I was about to say you had a chance to make it a boat, you know, the barge boat, but no, the barge us, train. Huh? For us older folk here, mm-hmm. boo excluded here. The, yeah. the barge was good. Yeah, we were there. They, yeah, but El DeBarge sucked, dude. The last dragon. That, that too. Good. Okay, see, that's just the, you know what? I'll, I'll, that's just me. In the rhythm in, that was in my house when I was a kid. The rhythm of the night? All of it. Or of a dancer. That too. That's right. So yes. Or of the dancer. So just support me then. Or you know what, guys? You don't don't mind me and my little Jerry Curl DeBarge look. Oh, did you have one? No. No, you didn't have a Jerry Curl look. <laughs> I've never done that. No. All right. How's everybody doing? Mr. Strothers, I will start with you. Dude, I'm great. But now I can think about is watching The Last mm-hmm. Dragon. That is such a great movie. Very underrated. Have you ever seen Last Dragon, Boo? No, I don't think so. Oh. Who, was, who was in The Last Dragon? Dude, you would love it. I'm should telling we do an, you, you'd love it. It's should funny. we do an audio commentary of Last Dragon while we're watching it? We should totally do one. Sh- show me the trailer. We'll do a not trailer Wait, this trash. Would be a trailer trash? Oh, it but, might be. Uh, but gold? How about we say gold edition? There you go. Sure. Well, okay. Because it's The let's, Last Dragon? Let's get to that later. Let's do a trailer trash Last Dragon. Wow. We don't even know if it's bad. It could live, be great. This is a live trailer trash set up right now it's a sizzle for the for the vanity is in the last dragon if i'm not mistaken. man i had the biggest crush on vanity that's all i have to say oh sweet jesus yeah the movie was was great great, but vanity is in the last dragon the just the whole storyline but dude the soundtrack because the official title is barry gordy that's right right. his hands are all over that dude okay so so it was this whole motown thing but like it was all this mock asian kung fu like faux yeah. Asian thing, and it's like, dude, the the main theme is so good. There's a spot in there that's just like every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah. That's so <laughs> not only that, one of the greatest bullies, not not bad guys, but bullies in cinema, the Shogun. Well, he was the bad guy, but no, the bad guy, oh, was, the bad the, guy was the, the businessman. The businessman. He that's was right. just that's the right. bully. Yeah, you're right. Spoilers. We're killing it. Eh, eh, eh. Spoilers, Spoilers, y'all. Spoilers. We're killing it. All right, let's let's uh, King Tom. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm good. I have Weird Al's cover of the Eldebar song in oh, my head. Did here's Johnny? Oh yes, that's right. Now I've got yeah. that. In my that head. was I did not I'm like good. that Eldebar song. Come on, I don't remember the original. Oh, the original is Weird Al's version. The original is awful. Boo, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You're still in this conversation. You're like, who the fuck is Eldebar? I, I I recognize the song. I recognize yeah. the song, and I've. Have my own. I have a. I've had a song stuck in my head past couple of days. It's, What's that? Uh, what is it? How's it go? Um, I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel Whitney the Houston? Whitney. I want to feel the heat with somebody. It's yeah. all around the same deal. Whitney's great, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so that song, just just that little part of the verse, you know, I want to feel the heat with somebody. That just been stuck in my head for a couple of days. So yeah. All right. I have some weird ass stuff stuck in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool though. How are you? How you doing, Les? I'm fully prepared to die on a hill. That Elder Barge was <laughs> fucking awesome. The, hey, the whole DeBarge family was, not, um, is pretty much music royalty. I, that's true because <laughs> the brother married Janet Jackson for that's a while. That's right. Yeah, and, they tried and then Chico, Chico for a while in the late 90s, 2000s. I heard the he DeBarge was, name for I heard, a while. I kept heard, it going too. I heard he was the man. He was with the man. 
Well, what? he was That's with right. the man. Whatever. All right, guys. Let's do the shenanigans real quick. Let's get this show on the road. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like now this podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 27, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, Tatooine Sons, and Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. <laughs> Social media, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, The Sith List. Email us, thesithlist at gmail.com. And we have a hotline that nobody uses. I don't even know why we have it. 707-65-GEEK1. 707-65-GEEK1. And that was the fastest shenanigans. A bullet coffee, by the way, made that happen. Boom. MCT oil and a stick of butter in and your coffee. And the Raj is ruined for the rest of the podcast. So any butchering you hear, that's, he put all of his efforts into this little thing Shame, right now. Shameless plug. It is what it is. Let's talk a little box office, gentlemen. Now, I am, I'm, this is interesting because... Bad Boys killed it. It made $73.4 million. Did well over what they were expecting. They were expecting 45 to 50 on a great weekend. Mm. And I will tell you that I was one of those $73.4 million. Dollars. Ooh, you didn't tell Hold me. On. Let me tell you why. Get, okay. Hold on. Let me tell you why. Let's hear it. Let me tell you why. Hmm. My in-laws, Boo's parents, showed up to the house and said, hey, you guys should go to a movie. We're off tonight and we'll take care of the baby. You guys mm, go see a movie. Okay, okay. We were planning on not going to see that film. We were going to go see The Gentleman, but it wasn't out. Mm-hmm. There was another movie that we we're going to go see, and it didn't line up. Uh, the times didn't line up. We said, fuck it. Now, let me give you my real quick review of Bad Boys. If you like the first two, you're going to love this one. If you like films that are fake, like, what's that one that you love? The cars and the boom and the bang and the... Hot Girls, Fast and the Furious. If you like Fast and the Furious, you will really like this. Okay? Mm-hmm. Are you saying Fast and Furious is fake? I'm, yes. Wow. It was cool to see Martin Lawrence back on the screen, but Will Smith is like, eh, this fucking plays the same kind of jabroni that he plays in every fucking Bad Boys movie. But Martin Lawrence, you haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. It was worth going and having fun and eating popcorn and just like laughing every five minutes at Martin Lawrence. But whatever. It's Jerry Bruckheimer, man. I mean, how many slow-mos of, of Will Smith walking out of his car with his jacket flapping up and down do you really need? You know, because that's where pretty much the entire movie was. They're already figuring out Bad Boys 4, by the way. And if you go see it, <laughs> there's a post credit scene, so make sure you stick around. But there you go. I won't give it the Sithless seal of approval because it's not worthy of it. But it is what it is. So there's your Bad Boys review. Anybody see any movies this weekend? Not bad boys. No. I stayed home. And Did you I, see anything? I, I saw anything, something no. over the week. I saw Midsummer. Oh, oh dude, I heard that's Jesus. crazy. Fuck. Yeah. I don't need movies like that. Although it's it, not really like a horror movie, I'm like, I don't need none of that. Oh no, it's no, ho- it's it's a horror, it's a horror, horror movie. movie. Oh, it is. Okay. It's got all the wow, and it was just a beautiful movie. Like but as it wasn't far as a night stream a, though. No. Oh. But yeah, mm. it was. Yeah, the hype was real. It was, it was legit. Sorry. Legit. Okay. I started the... We're going to just jump into things we watch. The Outsider. Mm-hmm. Jason Bateman and Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, man. Stephen King. It is fantastic. I'm three episodes in. It is classic Stephen King. And Jason Bateman directs him. And he does a great job. And if you are a fan of Ozark, he directed a bunch of episodes of Ozark. He is very talented, man. And mm-hmm. this is one of Ben Mendelsohn's best performances I've seen. He's amazing in it. He's such a good actor. 
He's such a damn good actor. And Lorena gets upset because during while I'm watching it, I say something like that and it takes her out of the whole show because she's like, why do you have to tell me that they're acting? Uh, and I always go, and I was like watching it and I go, God, he's fucking good. He's just a good actor. She's like, shit. Yeah, she gets mad. <laughs> but if you get a chance, watch The Outsider. I think we have an email about it later on. But okay. um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's it. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that we need to catch up on in like Netflix wise or any of that stuff? Oh, um, Watchmen. I'm like four episodes in and there was news that they're not coming back for a second season because Lindelof, Damon Lindelof said, I was just here for one season and that's all I was going to do. Yeah, if anybody told wants the story to pick he up, wanted to tell, yeah. If anybody wants to do it like an anthology version, please go ahead and do it, but I'm not doing it. A lot of people are pissed off. So there is that. I think we have some Star Wars talk. Uh, when I was doing the show notes, there wasn't a lot of stuff, but the day after I finished the show notes and sent it to you guys, all kinds of shit came out. And Mr. Strathers, can you lead us through this Star Wars news? Well, sir, the big news is the Clone Wars trailer. That's the big news. That's really the only news that matters. That's right. Everything else is meaningless compared to that. And um, have you guys watched um, it yet? Yes, we watched it, but I would like to watch it with you guys. Let's, let's watch it. it right now, man. All right, so let's watch the Clone Wars Season 7, the season finale really in the series finale of the last season of the clone wars we find out what's going on let's check out the trailer soon the galaxy will be remade the jedi and republic will die I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. That's Kanan in that one shot. Little Kanan. No, it wasn't. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's it was. That, he's Are you one. serious? I just got goosebumps. I didn't know that. We were trained to be keepers of the. Can we go? Can we now talk later know. on about their blade, their lightsabers, and how they look different to me? <laughs> it's di- it's oh, Disney Plus. Okay. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's Disney Plus. You got an extra ten million to make the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my I... god! Oh, dragons again. Part of the plan. The plan. Everything is about to change. Great music, by the way. Does Soka have a Harley? Something like that. Padme and Anakin. Pregnant Padme. Every choice made. So you can tell that Anakin's losing it a little bit. Interesting fact. Ray Park did motion capture. For this? Yep. Oh, how cool is that? Yep. Wow. Oh, dude, Ahsoka looks so dope at the end. Man. Oh, my god, Man, gosh. that is really, really cool. Gosh, so what do we think? Well, I intentionally waited for this to watch oh, it. I had great, really? It now. The effects, the animation effects of the savers are definitely improved. They, they look super good. I just, the trailer music is 
is so out there for anything I've ever mentally connected to mm-hmm. Clone Wars. You yeah. know what I mean? So I am a little bit curious about the Anakin having the Skype chat with pregnant Padme yep. because I'm like, when does that take place? Because he didn't know she was pregnant until he got back from the one mission. Oh, yeah, that's correct. And then she, he didn't leave again until it was all over. You know yeah, what I mean? That, good point. Am, am I from saying point, that yeah. right? From some of the... From some of the speculation, though, including the the Yoda and Mace Windu lines, people seem to think that there are scenes here that take place alongside Revenge of the Sith. Like you're seeing them from a different angle, so to speak. Back to the Future style? Yeah. Huh. Huh. I, I'd have to watch it again. Um, but yeah, man, it looks great. It looks so good. Could be good. a nightmare. You said plenty of those. Oh, yeah. Could be. Could be. Could be a nightmare. Gosh, setting up that fight between Maul and. Ahsoka is just going to be rad. That, that that looks so cool. I don't know, man. Seeing him sort of get his due, I think it's about time. Maul is an incredibly complex and interesting mm-hmm. character, and to have him out there doing this, I think that's awesome. And everybody loves Ahsoka. Even people who are barely familiar with her think she's killer. So all good yeah. stuff. You know, the, the Clone Wars is not my favorite part of Star Wars. I still love it. But I'm glad they're ending this on their terms, and it it looks like they're just putting everything out there, and that's that's what you want to see. I wonder do. if the style is going to be different, where the intros are going to be the same or not. You know how the intros were very this week on guy doing the little voice intros. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do that. The the one thing I the one thing I do wish, um, and this is going to come off as a complaint, I don't care. Um, the guy who does that is also the guy who does Yoda, and I was kind of hoping that they would get Frank Oz for this because they were able to get him for rebels because i just i just don't like this guy's yoda but it's oh it's it's him him again again. okay and what do you guys think you guys aren't huge clone wars fans but but... it's gonna make me watch it now. oh good 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 okay so seeing because i want to make i want to follow where this goes to revenge of the sith Mm mm-hmm because you can see Anakin already starting to go down that. Yeah, and I, I noticed that on the trailer. You could see his little scowl. Like he's got and the scowl and the darkness got... around his eyes a little bit. He's got RDF, know? resting dick face. Yeah. Ah- Ahsoka yeah. facing off against Maul is going to be awesome. It is. It is really cool. Man, again, though, are we wasting this? Are we wasting this moment? In an animated series? Yes. Instead you know how, of a live action? Right. Like a live action show that they could pop up somewhere. Are we wasting this moment like we wasted Obi-Wan and Darth Maul's moment? I think they've decided that the best place for Ahsoka might just be anime. How dare you? And I don't know. I mean, I would love to see a live action. Yeah, I think we will. I, I'm with you I on think that. we will one day. Yeah. We, I think you have to establish the live action Ahsoka first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Correct, sir. Correct. I mean, it's easy to, to question, are we wasting this moment by not doing it in live action? But this feels right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked cool. <laughs> this, cool. This feels right to me. Yeah. Uh, because both those characters really came around because of Clone mm-hmm. Wars. And mm-hmm. the Clone Wars deserves to get that. It's a good point. It's their, their, their I, due I, for I, it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. The publicist for Lucasfilm said on Twitter that this was going to be weekly like The Mandalorian. Oh, shit. Which is great. That's cool. I like that. I'm glad about that because yeah. I don't... I, I don't... I want to save her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're definitely saying final, 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 final. Which honestly, I'm glad for that yep. too. Because I feel like if we pull it out any longer, 
you're right up at the edge of Revenge of the Sith, and then what? Yeah. And what are you going to do? So, uh, anyhow. Yeah. My son and I are really excited for it. He's he's way into Clone Wars. I think because of the success of The Mandalorian, people are going to watch it that normally don't watch The Clone Wars. Yeah. They're going to jump on the ship, too. Check it out, which is, which is great for Lucasfilm. Well, hopefully that'll give some impetus for people to keep their Disney Plus subscription. I was dumbfounded when I heard people talking about, well, now The Mandalorian's over. What's mm-hmm. the point? Oh, my God. And don't, yeah, tell me, don't tell me Marvel or Star Wars either. Lame. Like, okay, well, um, watch The Mandalorian a hundred more times because every episode's really good. I don't know. And it's, and it's not like people are watching but. Netflix, you know, all day. Oh, yeah, people keep subscriptions. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I completely I've never thought it. once. I've, I've, I've canceled my HBO subscription multiple times because of Game of Thrones and now Succession's over and I got it again. But I never thought once to cancel my Netflix subscription, no. which is interesting. Because no. they always have something good on yeah, Exactly, exactly. And it's not like you're wasting your time. What is it like on Disney Plus? I got to watch the, new, the live action Aladdin. How mm. dare you? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I was, I was, uh, what was it? Funny story. Brittany and I were at the Disney store. We were going to get you something. I already have it. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Along that line, let's just put it that way. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, if it's Aladdin, I, please, I welcome it. Yeah. Speaking of Disney Plus, Eric, I heard that Taika Watiti, who obviously was IG 11, who's actually ma- wants the fans of IG 11 and the Mandalorian to start a petition, boo. It's oh, right Lord. up your alley. Oh, he yeah. wants them to start a petition asking people to bring back IG-11 IG because he loved playing them so much. But Eric, what I was going to ask you about is there's rumors that he might be in discussion, correct? Yeah, and but it's hard to tell where the where the information really lies because, you know, he everybody's like so winky, winky, nudgy, nudgy that it's it's hard to say. But they, it'd be crazy to think that they hadn't at least talked to him. And I do think he would be a killer director for a show on Disney Plus. I mean, or a movie, because the guy's sense of humor is great. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what they've done, like with the sense of with the humor that in The Mandalorian, it felt very fitting, even though the the show's got that whole spaghetti western, slightly dry vibe to it. The humor was very appropriate right. for it. And the what his own character did to it, um, yeah, if you imagine that sort of guiding light behind an entire movie or series, that would be killer, man, to have him do a movie like that. Because Thor Ragnarok, people, I know I've heard people crap on it, but dude, we love that. And So do we, yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. And uh, I love it. By the way, now I remember what movie we couldn't get into because it was sold out. It was Jojo Rabbit was back in theaters and we got there a little bit late and we couldn't get anywhere near. It was the first three rows were only available. So we went and saw Bad Boys. Again, Jojo Rabbit nominated for Best Picture, I believe, in the Oscars. And uh, I don't know if he's nominated for Best Director, but that would be a great choice. And he loves Star Wars. So that would be awesome. Anything else on the Star Wars front, Eric? Yeah. Uh, people are still going on and on about the Trevorrow oh, script. Yeah. And here's the villain that would have been. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. All this and that. And I know that to, for some people that's super interesting. But to me... Is it is it neat to maybe get a look at? Sure, but it's not the movie. There's right. no going back. The whole oh, it had a Luke Skywalker was more prominently featured. Meh. Okay, that's great, but all that's doing is causing discourse yep. now. There's no no good can come out of this, so let's just knock it off. 
But uh, yeah, so if you if that's your bag, man, the internet's full of it. You can go get you some. You know what? And the same people would would have bitched about its sluggy spider looking evil villain too. By the way, when it would have came out on screen, they would have been the first ones going, "What the hell is that?" The oh, spider thing isn't. Sure. The spider thing wasn't the villain from Trevorrow's script. It was part of JJ's story that they ended up not using. Oh, like the Oracle. The spider yeah, was like the, a, yeah. the Oracle. Yeah. yeah, it was the Oracle. Yeah, yeah and. A lot of people think that's the Trevorrow thing, but the art of Rise of Skywalker book was released mm. in South yep. Korea. So people in South Korea have been posting scans of it. Oh. Well, then Monday, the publisher issued a recall. <laughs> oh, shit. Because the book is not out here until March or April. So they're trying to recall all these books oh, that man, they oh, man. sold to people. Okay, gotcha. And they haven't, they haven't said why. Right. That's why. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, Eric. Just, like, let it go, man. Let it go. See, but the interesting thing is is that I just read recently that the Rogue One writer had a, talked about a scene, you know, the Darth Vader hallway scene. Mm-hmm. There was a similar idea for a similar purpose of a scene like that where Darth Vader sees Jyn Erso on a beach, and he says, get me on that beach. Similar carnage, similar effect of, oh, shit, everybody's dying. There's some dude with a laser sword. Moving people around. Oh, oh, he's just getting to her? And yes, just, yeah. exactly, exactly. That was the original yeah, ending. Yeah, that was the original ending. And I understand that Rogue One is, is almost unanim- uh, unanimously loved, but I saw that and I was like, that's cool, but I wasn't upset over, over it. You right, know, I right, wasn't. Right. I was like, yeah, I thought about it. I was like, man, that'd be cool to see him on a, just walking down on a beach, gets quiet, just like in the same way. You know, you hear the water crashing. There's probably a body well, he floating. He does in that it. in a way in Force Unleashed, the beginning scene of Force Unleashed. In the he game? goes through the forest and stuff. On, on and Kashyyyk? I think it's on Kashyyyk. Yeah. And he just tears shit yeah. up, getting to yeah. the yeah. kid. Yeah. So, so my, my, my whole thing when I saw that, I was like, that's cool. Is it something that could have been? Sure. But am I happy with what I got? Absolutely. You know, yeah, I. Because you're level headed, boo. See, that's the issue. I'm like, yeah, that would have been cool. But what we got was fine. You know, it's not the greatest thing in the world. But I still liked it. I I don't see people's need to change things or or oh this is the way it should have been. I'm like, well, besides the fact that it's just not, just enjoy what's there. You know, just enjoy what's there and just be happy it is. It exists. That's that's my whole thing. Hey man, I'm I'm on that train, boo. Well, the whole you're right because the comparison's slightly different. This is a oh yeah. man, what we got was cool, but check here's what we almost went with, but it was just mm-hmm. too much. It's just, just probably too violent. <laughs> and that's totally different than freaking Disney wrecked the whole Star Wars sequel trilogy because they're afraid of blah. This is a blah. JJ, that whole movie is blah. And, and, and it's like, that's, that's the thing that I can yeah, do without. Too. And that's what this leads mm-hmm. to. Man, the, I don't, I, I don't want to talk about it, but these articles by Esquire and by Forbes is driving me batty. I don't read them, but they're always, when I look up Rise of Skywalker news, they're the first four things that pop up. It's crazy. It's, it's, I've never seen anything more negative than the box yeah. office information for Rise of Skywalker. If Star Wars was doing as bad as these articles said it was, these, these news outlets would not be writing articles. That's right. That's right. Not at all. Not at all. And let me tell you this. Let me get into this. We'll go into our next thing. Okay, so let's transition to the Rise of the Resistance that just opened up at Disneyland. I tried to get down there in time to be able to get 
a boarding pass to ride the ride. Now, the people in Florida know how this thing works. You get a boarding pass. They have about 80 to 90 boarding passes that they'll be able to load onto the ride throughout the night. Well, it came out last Friday and you had to be in the park by 8 a.m. People stayed there overnight. They got there, which kind of sucks for those people because it doesn't matter if you were there overnight or not because it's all in the matter of being there at 8 a.m., getting through the gate, activating your pass, and being able to get a boarding pass. So unfortunately, I didn't get in. I got there at 8.05. It sold out at 8.01, and I was really pissed off. But I felt a little bit better about it when I talked to this girl who was there at 12 a.m., came from L.A. and stayed out there in the rain and still didn't get in. So that was kind of messed up. But for the people that did go on, I have heard nothing but amazing things about this thing. And our, one of our listeners and our friend, OG Rob, got to go on. And I told him to send us some information on how it all works for people that are thinking about coming down or going to Florida or even, even going to Celebration. Because I guarantee you, during Celebration, it's going to be the same exact cue bullshit that they did for this. Mm-hmm. It's going it's to be. And people are going to be asked out. And it's going to suck. So... Let's uh, read a little on the uh, Disneyland floor with OG Rob. A field report? A field report. There you go. Our crack team has expanded. Hey, Sith List. Through a lot of luck and perseverance, I was able to ride Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland this past Monday. I was texting Raj while I was at the park, so he asked me to send a recap of my Odyssey to the show. The whole saga actually started Sunday morning. I knew I had to be at the park at 8 a.m., and not wanting to take any chances, I showed up to the parking garage around 5.30 a.m. sharp. The problem is that it didn't open until 6.30, so no worries. I just pulled out into the post office on Ball Street and listened to a good chunk of last week's podcast. Fun to hear the Sith list and the motivators all in one shot. Also, rest in peace to the legend Neil Pert. So I got to the park line around 6.45 and it was packed, but by the time it opened the gates at 7.15, the line stretched all the way across to California Adventure. So, to give you guys some perspective, the gates from Disneyland parking lot and all the way to the California Adventure parking lot is probably, uh, I don't know, what do, you, what do you guys think? Like 110 yards, 120 yards, it's pretty long. So, that is a big line. All right, let me keep going. In my 20 plus years of being an annual pass holder, I have never seen anything like this. If you haven't heard already, Disney put a virtual queue in place for the Rise of the Resistance that they debuted at Disney World. This requires you to use the official Disney app to acquire a boarding pass. Thankfully, I finally bought a new phone that could actually run the app, so I was all set to go. At 8 a.m. sharp, I hit the button to join the boarding group while cheers erupted around me. A group of kids right next to me were all excited that they got up to group 21. After what seemed to be an eternity, I got the message that all the boarding groups had been filled for the day. I looked at the clock, and it was 8.01. Rob, that happened to me too, buddy. At first, I was shocked and then a little pissed that I didn't even get into a crappy number boarding group. Then the reality set in. I have a pass and live 15 minutes away. At some point, I would get on. My heart then went out for the folks that had planned a vacation around the opening of the ride that were just shut out and may never ever get the opportunity to come back. So no tears for me. I promptly made my way to California Adventure, hit soaring over the world, cars, Little Mermaid, then headed back into the tram and was on back home by 10.30 a.m., determined to try the next morning. Monday, I'm back at the park with the app open, ready to go. And may you enjoy your day in this magical place called Disneyland. Stroke of 8 a.m., I hit the button. Again, cheers all around me, and I get the message that I have been assigned to a boarding group 
This time, number 90. I'm elated until I read the print that states that I'm in a backup group. And only boarding groups under 80 are guaranteed to get the ride in that day. I'm not so pleased, but a guy I was in line with told me that he made it on the day before and they got into group 50 by 1 p.m. After some quick calculations, I estimated that if it takes five hours to get to group 50, barring any major breakdowns, they'd get to 90 around 6 p.m. With the parking closing at 11, I figured that I had a really good chance to get on. But what to do for another 10 hours? Smugglers run, Indiana Jones, Matterhorn? Of course, I'm going to do all that. Then back to the garage, a stopping at the driving range to fix the hook on my golf shot, and then head home to get some laundry done. One of the cool things about the app is that you can track the progress of the boarding groups, which I did every 15 minutes. At 3.45 p.m., they're all the way up to group 60. I'm back in my car. By 4.30, I'm in line to see Frozen for the umpteenth time. It's no Aladdin. That's right, it's no Aladdin, Rob. Now it's dark. I'm starting to get excited as they're up to boarding group 75. All right, Les, you take the rest. (laughs) 6.45. I text to Raj and let him know I'm 10 groups away. And now for a spiritual question. Eric. Is it wrong for me as a non-religious person to pray that a mechanical failure or natural disaster doesn't occur? Not from the standpoint of preventing innocent people from getting injured, <laughs> but purely for the sake of me being able to go on an amusement park ride. Because by the time they get to boarding group 85, my excitement has morphed into paranoia and I'm freaking out that something is going to go wrong. Eric, what do you say on this one? Is it okay for him? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, let's face it. Even if I'm a terrible Christian because I'm not going around trying to (laughs) recruit people to the cause all the time. But the very nature of turning to faith is always rooted in selfishness. There you go. There you go. (laughs) It's when when your life is just not going Mm -hmm. right. It's like, oh, my gosh, I can't. I got it. So, no, that's what you do, man. It's like, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, that's just how it goes. The heart wants what it wants. And, and at the end of the day, not having natural disaster, that's a good thing, right? Right on. 86, 87, 88, 89. And finally, 90 pops up on the screen. It's 7.50 p.m. And now the adventure begins, sort of. Well, let's just say, if you don't want to be spoiled, I mean, he doesn't go crazy into it, but he does just talk about some highlights. If you don't want to be spoiled for this ride, which you're probably not going to go on for another year, so just chill. Um, <laughs> Why you got to be like that? I'm just saying. Five, four, three, two, one, forward. Go ahead. First, the virtual queue is not the last queue you encounter. After my pass was scanned, it was another 20 minutes in line before the ride officially starts. There's also another line within the ride itself as you wait to be interrogated by the Empire, but by then you don't care. At 8.10, it's go time, and I'm in a room with Hologram Ray and BB-8 getting the lowdown on joining the Resistance. Thank you for joining the cause. A covert Resistance team led by my friend Finn has infiltrated a First Order Star Destroyer that is now headed to this system. Your outpost on Batu is no longer safe. We have transports waiting to take you to General Organa's secret base on Pakara. I'll regroup with you there. The Resistance desperately needs your help in our fight against Kylo Ren and the First Order. Remember, it is vital that you keep the location of the Pakara base secret. By now you know that every detail about the ride is out there in the public sphere, and if that is something you're into, go for it. I think there's a YouTube video that takes you through the whole thing, so I don't want to bore you with the blow-by-blow. Okay. However, I do want to share my impressions and my favorite part. Cool. First of all, to call this thing a ride doesn't come close to doing it just. It is an immersive event unlike anything at Disney. 
Apparently, there is an Avatar attraction in Orlando that has similar concepts, but nothing in Anaheim comes close in comparison. Technically speaking, there are two different motion rides, as well as a buggy ride that uses no tracks, which is wild. But again, it is so much more than that. You really feel like you get dropped into the middle of a live action movie because everything has been ex- executed to the nth degree. It is truly amazing. Not for my personal highlight. After Hologram Ray, you and your fellow recruits board the first motion ride, a transport that is attacked by TIE fighters and gets caught in a tractor beam. You are told that you're about to be boarded. Crazy part is that you enter the transport using the starboard door and expect to exit through the port side haunted mansion style. Mm. Instead, it's the starboard door that opens and you step out into the hangar bay of an Imperial Star Destroyer. Oh, that's so rad. You may have seen the pictures, but they don't come anywhere close to capturing the scale and detail of the actual city. It is freaking enormous. There was an audible gasp from my group and I was so blown away that it was hard to process what I was, was experiencing. If they said that the ride was over at that point, I would have left totally satisfied. Instead, you're only about a third through the oh, journey. Oh, shit. The rest of the, quote, ride is so next level that honestly, I don't have enough adjectives in my vocabulary to describe it in an adequate way. When I finally unbuckle to disembark, I look at my phone and it is 844. Oh, I am so drop dead tired that I forgot the 930 Fantasmic show, <laughs> which is my favorite not right thing at Disneyland. That is pretty good. And make my way back to the Pixar truck. During a drive home, I'm going through my calendar in my head trying to figure out the next time I can do this again. Thanks for letting me share my journey with you. I can't wait for you guys to experience it for yourself. May the force be with you all. Later. OG Rob. Dude, Rob, thank you so much for that. That's awesome, man. You just got me so excited and so pissed off that I didn't get on. But I'm trying. (laughs) I have a plan. I have a game plan because of what Rob just said. I have a game plan and I'm going to go this Friday or next Tuesday and I'm going to get in. I'm going to go there at 745. I'm going to click in, get my boarding pass, go back to work and just watch the boarding passes go while mm-hmm. I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a two hour window once your boarding pass is on. And then I'm going to go on the ride then come back. That's how it's going to go down. Now I'm getting on. That's son of a bitch. Come hell or high water, I will be on. Mm-hmm. I will join the resistance. But thank you, Rob. That was <laughs> epic. Appreciate the yeah, man, that, yeah. Got me so excited. Yeah. And I hope they figure something out, a better way of doing it for the people at Celebration. But I can already see this happening, man. I can already see it because it happened to all of us during those panels. Some of us got asked out. Some of us weren't able to get in. So hopefully by then they can figure it out. But ah, they probably won't. Hey, one thing I want to mention yeah, yeah. real quick, okay? So Star Wars Resist, fine. It hasn't been, it, it's not been nearly the big deal that the clone wars was or rebels even but it does have its merits and they're in the just the last few episodes of the season no i don't know for sure how many episodes are left but it it can't be very many and uh the story's sort of ratcheting up to where every last thing they do matters and it's definitely worth a watch i would uh i'd recommend at least picking up the last few episodes of the season. Eric, isn't it the last episode this week? Like it's the series finale, isn't it? I don't, I I saw a trailer with Kylo Ren and he's in it a lot. And they said, Oh, maybe not. I hope it's not. But yeah, what I loved about the trailer of this, the one that I just saw that's upcoming for this week, that is a lot of space battles and it looked awesome. And I think resistance and rebels, the thing they do the best is the space battles are awesome. 
I like Resistance. I mean, it's a little hokey here and there, but I love the animation. I really do. It's on, I don't have uh, whatever Disney XD it's on. And for some reason this season, it's been inconsistent about whether it's been on up for sale on Amazon or Google Play. So it just hasn't been easy to watch. Uh-huh. And then there's a, there was a oh, break wait, it's too. Disney Plus. Yeah, so. it will. I'm sure it will. All right, cool. So yeah, check that out as well. We have an email from Kyle. Uh, hey guys, just wondered if you watched the first two episodes of The Outsider on HBO. And this was, he gave this email a couple of weeks ago. And your thoughts so far? I think I mentioned it's fantastic. Also, did you see a bunch of the cast has been announced for Lord of the Rings on Prime? Not many big names, but I guess that can be a good thing. Lastly, what are the movies that you're looking forward to the most in 2020 since it seems to be a pretty soft year for big blockbusters? It is a pretty soft year. We don't have any Star Wars, obviously. Marvel movies, Black Widow, I'm looking forward to. That's going to be pretty cool. And Wonder Woman 84, I'm really looking forward to. And by the way, this uh, Lord of the Rings Prime thing, I looked at the cast members. I didn't recognize one person. But again, he's right. It could be a good thing. We can, it could uh, develop all kinds of new stars. I just hope it's really good. Uh, Amazon's been coming up pretty strong lately. So pretty stoked about this. And I think it's a, some crazy amount. Yeah, they're putting some money into crazy, it. Crazy, Especially crazy after amount. what they did with the boys. Right. This is going to be pretty cool. It, it, yeah, I have ultimate trust. Anything right else you guys are looking forward to 2020? I got one. Go ahead. Is Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes. Who are you going to yep. call? That's right. That's mine. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It's a really good. One. I'd say Ghostbusters. I know my kids want to see Mulan, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which looks pretty mm-hmm. good. Seeing the trailer, People a ton are really of time. excited about Mulan. It, it is a pretty soft year. Uh, I don't know exactly. There's a lot of good shows coming out. There's a lot of good TV shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. Movies, of course. I don't know. That's a good question. Nothing really. There's no Endgame or or Star Wars or anything like that that jumps out at me immediately. But I, I think it'll be a easier year to dabble in a bunch of different things like Ghostbusters and then there's the Marvel stuff and then there's other TV oh, shows yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, so I, I think it'll be more of a year where we can kind of spread our, our love and our uh, attention to different things instead of just being locked into Endgame and Star Wars. <sighs> Man, honestly, there's nothing... It- no, Sorry. no, it's okay. No, yeah, no, it's not a big year. I wish there was, but I'm just like, Meh. yeah, it's not a big year. But this is a good segue because the one I want to see is the Eternals, because this could mm. be a game changer. And we finally have a synopsis. Marvel put out a synopsis for this thing. Marvel Studios: The Eternals, featuring an exciting new team of superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years, following the events of Avengers: Endgame. An unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Hmm. Interesting. So this is going to be in the realm of after Endgame. They're going to use that storyline. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So this is something that I really want, was looking forward to. I already saw the movie I was really looking forward to, and that was Bad Boys. Um, so I'm done for the year. It's all good. But, you know, this one, pretty, pretty excited for this one. Um, and of course, one woman 84. I'm really stoked about that. Let's jump into another thing. And I want to get your guys' take on this. Justice League Dark. According to Deadline, J.J. Abrams production banner, Bad Robot, as a part of the new deal with Warner Brothers, will develop films and TV series based on DC Comics, Justice League Dark. Talks are apparently at their early stages and word is out if Abrams himself would be directly involved. I'm sure he will. But Bad Robot head of motion pictures Hannah Mangilla 
And head of television, Ben Stevenson, will reportedly soon start taking meetings to decide which characters from JLD will anchor their own projects. So Justice League Dark, we've talked about this a little bit. You guys familiar with this? I am, just a bit. Well, there's an animated movie if anybody wants to check that out. It's already been out. Uh, But along the lines of basically there's some things going on in the world that are more than what the normal Justice League heroes can handle. Mm Mm-hmm. And Batman pretty much figures out there's a, a supernatural element and I need a team of supernatural based people. So he goes and gets uh, Zatanna, Detective Chimp, uh, Dead Man, John Constantine. Which, Swamp Thing too, right? Yeah, Swamp Thing. Basically anyone who's based in a supernatural or magic based or spiritual based hero or anti-hero. I'm really excited to see Zatanna and uh, Constantine, for sure. Is that Rosanna Zatanna-Tana? No. Just stop. <laughs> you gotta stop. Sorry. That makes people think you don't like DC Comics, dude, when you do that. No, I have no you problem with that, DC Comics. Right? I'm, just, you start making, I'm a big Gilda Radner fan. You start I saying Zatanna, Banana, Bofana, whatever. No wonder the Wim tells <laughs> us to fuck off on a regular basis. That's right, regular dude. Basis. The Wim's like, who oh, the fuck is the, this Blame guy, the DC dude. hate on me well, you i don't just, care about you just completely see what you just said i don't care no wow. i don't keep I, it all I, in there dude. i have <laughs> no hate on dc i know i'm just trying to throw a, a comedic legend a uh, bone there oh there's so many other ways to do that uh but, anyways <laughs> and frankenstein's in this yes uh yeah so there's all kinds of pretty cool directions this can go i, I like the idea of there being a team of the justice league and i think i've mentioned this way back yeah, we talked about this in long episodes time ago, way right? back, where there's actually you know a group of Justice Leaguers who can handle that. You know what I mean? Because we all know that Superman has a vulnerability to magic; he really can't do it. Wonder Woman could because she has dealt with you know the underworld and all that kind of stuff, so she could move in here and there as a heavy hitter. But this would bring more of the third tier, you know, second and third tier DC heroes to the front for sure. Okay. I, th- I mean, and JJ being involved in this in Bad Robot, it's just, uh, it's just I, a plus. I just hope, even though uh, Constantine is blonde in the books, I'm going to be honest, I really want Keanu Reeves to reprise his role. Oh, yeah. As Constantine from the movie. So, that would be cool. Yeah. Wasn't he also a... Nothing, not even, no. Yeah, don't do it. Not going to do he it. He was the devil's advocate, too. <laughs> not not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> not going to do it. Um, <laughs> King Tom? <laughs> King Tom, um, you wanted to. T- uh, I'm sorry, you wanted to talk about something, King Tom, and that's uh, we have some news about Cap, right? Oh my God, yeah, dude! Lorena um, oh, just scared the oh, shit out of me. Oh shit! Are oh you God. fucking kidding me? Did you right both you just Hold have on. a Hosmo? What the? Fuck? No, because I thought Les was having a heart attack. Les, Les just grabbed his heart and he like he stopped breathing. I looked at him. I thought he's had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. love right there, right? Oh. Isn't it? Isn't it? So for the audience, Lorena just pops in behind us without us knowing. I, I had no idea. I I'm dead. At Les. I thought I'm dead. Let's grab his heart. Whoever just came in here, I'm like, fucking dead. What was uh? What was Sanford and Son when he grabs his heart and goes, Milda, Hilda, was it? Don't do it. Just like oh. it happened, man. Elizabeth, Elizabeth I'm coming Elizabeth, home. I'm coming, I'm home. coming <laughs> home. I'm coming uh. home. Oh shit. Not only that, she like reached for you all. She was like, "Ah." like, like reached for you all slowly. And I'm like, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. Oh, wow. Hi, Struthers. 
Hey, King Tom's there too. You can't see him. Watch. There he is. There he is. Nobody cares. She's talking to me. <laughs> Just let no, me. No, it was only Eric. Hey, King Tom. Let me it was only Eric. Oh, Lord. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you for scaring right, the shit Liz? out of us. You okay? Uh, I'm definitely sweating, man. I burned some calories. I was about to check my Fitbit for my heart rate now. I was about to do mouth to mouth. Oh, it's up there. Oh, my gosh, man. Let's so, just last uh, a couple of years off his life. Right all, I said was, all I said was cap. You got some information on cap, and he almost had a heart attack. So, uh-oh, we're really getting into this. Uh, yeah, I thought you were super excited about cap. I, I thought no, you had like a moment or something. I, I wanted to. Yeah, let's go. Come okay. on, guys. Come on. All right. <laughs> That's staying in the podcast, by the way. Absolutely. Better? That's gold, man. So, King Tom, the, this news is about the new show on Disney Plus with yeah, gold. Falcon Winter Soldier. And uh, they're... I think there are going to be some spoilers in what we're talking yes. about. So I just wanted to be nice and throw that out there. But we all know in at the end of Endgame, Steve Rogers gave old Steve Rogers gave the shield to S- yeah, the Sam, spoiler yeah. to S- Sam Wilson. Um, however, DR movie news posted some set mm-hmm. photos um, from shooting showing actor Wyatt Russell, who's playing John Walker in a Captain America uniform with captain america a few years ago uh, in one of my earliest conversations with you guys i said i would love if the captain america movie series took kind of long-term shot at one of in my opinion the best captain america storylines from the mid 80s where the u.s government took the shield and uniform from steve rogers and gave it to this super powered yet somewhat mentally unhinged guy named john yep. walker and in the comic, you know, this this storyline went on for a year or two, and then it was revealed that the Red, red Skull was behind mm. it all. And I, I always thought that would be a great storyline to see in live action, and here it's looking like this is going to be a huge part of Falcon Winter Soldier. And you can interpret it, you know, in my mind, I don't know if anyone else thinks this, that the government is saying, well, that shield and that uniform belongs to us. Steve Rogers had no no legitimate power to give it away to Sam. This is who we are choosing. Mm. And we also know that Daniel Brühl, who played Zemo mm-hmm. in Civil War, is going to yeah. be back. Here's my question. Uh, you know, they have a number of reasons, storyline, that they can do this. And... There's a lot of fucked up shit in our world and our government right mm-hmm. now. Do you think that they will or that they even should use racism as a reason for the government doing this in the storyline? Um, I'm going to take it this way. I think mm. what they're going to do, I think the undercurrent will be racism, but I think they're going to use that mm-hmm. naive you know that that one, that, na- that, naivete, naivete. that like deflecting way of like, well, I don't see color, and we want this person to be our leader. Why, you know, the whole, you know, how people say instead of diversity, I'd rather take talent. You know, why not get the best actor for the job? Yeah, that's reverse. You racism. know, that kind of stuff where people just try to soften the blow. I really mm-hmm. think that's what we're gonna get here, but I'm sure we're gonna get a harsh like. At some point, there's going to be a delivery. Like, there's going to be some fighting going on, and you, I could just see U.S. agent legit pinning Sam up and saying, "Nobody wants a black Captain America" or something like that. You know, it's very possible. Or man. Thunderbolt Ross or someone 
in you know their their little war room or whatever somebody going that prick really because who does this what guy think he is well don't they know their place you know some something like that i don't know if it's going to be blatant hardcore racism mm-hmm. but i think it's going to be there and you know what i think it's a good idea i think it's worth it i think yeah. you know what you're gonna take the shot let's be honest here they dipped their feet fully into the pool when they handed the shield off to him at the end of game. yep you, you're going there no matter what you're going there no matter what yeah um for those of us that are comic readers and we know about the alternate universes and those things there's a story called truth out there, which if that's what we're going, I mean, I would love for them to try to find a way to bring that to live action also, which is of the original Captain America being a black man. Mm-hmm. And they only, they basically used him as a guinea pig and tested him out because they were like, yeah, sorry, Mr. Uh, I think his name was Isaiah, like Washington or yeah. something like that. You can be Captain America. The super soldier serum works, but um, we just can't, Put you out there as our guy. So we're going to go with Steve Rogers over here. Fine and dandy. It's there. It, it's intertwined. It is almost as America, as American as America when you think about it. It just really is, man. It's a horrible pill to swallow, but that's it, you know? I think if people get pissed that they're going to turn this into a political uh, situation, I think they're totally off base because everything about Captain America, the creation of Captain America was because of propaganda. Yes. So he started because of a political situation. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be a character out there if it wasn't for the war that we're fighting mm-hmm. and the American propaganda that they made this character and wanted you to get behind America um, going into World War II. Yeah, I, I have no problems with it. I think it's great for them to do that. I think it's Perfect We're only going to get better when we only start to heal when everybody truly acknowledges what's going on. Right. And if people are going to go, I'm tired of this. I don't like this whole thing about, you know, it's racism and color lines and I don't see color. Well, newsflash, things, <laughs> shit's still going down where that's what it's right. based on. This last so week, I don't know we what had a rock march, you, right? We had yeah, a march. I don't know what rock y'all live under, but fuck. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's real, it's, it is as real as it fucking gets. So... Yeah, no, I, I agree with all you guys. I, I think it is a very interesting and a very galvanizing and a very polarizing idea. And I'm looking forward to it. The thing that I find even more interesting is that it, this is going to answer some questions. Mm. Because as we know, they're Avengers. There's no more shield. They're not a government entity at this point. They're kind of, they've made it clear that the, you know, the Sokovia Accords and all that, that can't happen anymore. So how do they get to pick and choose who should be Captain America? I understand he's a captain as far as the military sense, but in every other sense, he's an Avenger over anything. He chooses where he goes. He does that. And I think Sam Wilson would not go back into the fold of, no, of so I think being what you're, a soldier. Yeah, so I think what you're saying is, is ultimately because of the Sokovia Accords, they wanted to be able to utilize and wield the heroes as a weapon. Absolutely. So that's why they want the shield back. Yeah, but but that's my question. But aren't they entitled to the shield? I mean, I'm just on devil's he, advocate. But it, I don't think he's going to get it. Yes, it's a government isn't it rare shield. Yes, it's yeah, a it, government weapon. There's You're probably, basically a weapon and for isn't the United Captain States. America. This is property of U.S. government. And so is he. Yes. They made him. Yeah, yes. but, but he's not. But the shield is, and I understand that. But I don't see Sam Wilson no, and he's not going to. Giving no, up going the shield. And that's so going to be the basis of the I, story. And, and, and then there's the interesting fact that it's uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier is still a right a dark a patch. He's still yeah. a 
uh, no matter which way you slice it, he's still an awful person. It's no, it wasn't him doing it necessarily. Yeah, he's done awful things. Yeah, he's done awful things. It's Kylo Ren. Yeah, so when you, I, I could <laughs> see them making it interesting where he, Sam Wilson says, I'm with this dude. This guy, I've, I've, you know, I've been in the trenches with him. I respect him. I know who he is. If, if uh, Steve Rogers says he's cool, then he's cool with me. I could see that happening, and then the U.S. government being like, "No, we can't. Have we can't. That. We can't run. We with can't that. have that." And that's where I think it'll kick in. That's where I think the the propaganda having a, a another Captain America because I don't think Sam's gonna give up the shield, and he fucking, no, he's he, not gonna give. He up the fucking shield. shouldn't. And if Steve yeah. Rogers gives you something that's fucking mine. That's right. I don't care. I it, and and Steve has made that clear where he's like, "We unless it's syphilis." Oh fuck. Whoa. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah, and Steve Rogers has made it clear that uh, he's he's made the choice that we as superheroes, we as you know, Avengers, people who can actually do something for the world, need to make those decisions. And and uh, yeah, so that's that's where I think that'll start. Where we'll see something where the division happens rather quickly between what the what the United States government wants and what essentially the Avengers want. Or, or not want, but decide to do. And I'm all about this. Me too. Yeah, yeah no, it be, sounds very, I'm very, very good. excited that they're going to go that route. And it, and it and it makes it and it and it gives it a, I guess balls mm-hmm. is the way I would see right, it. Right, right, right. Balls. You know, this is like adult balls. Yeah, I was going to say it makes it <clears throat> more adult. Yes, exactly. Adult themes, adult, which I am very situations very for. Yeah, because yeah. this is a real thing. This is a real thing, <clears throat> and I would love to see these characters deal with real issues. You know, Thanos is a real big fucking problem. But they still have the little issues. That's that's what it, it, it seems like a a more a, a, a bigger scale Daredevil kind of mm-hmm. thing or bigger scale um, the Luke Cage. Right. And and I think they're going off of that where they're like real shit has to happen to these people, but you still have, they still have to be superheroes. True. Eric, what, what, yeah, they've kind oh, of go ahead, played go ahead, it sorry. safe a little. Go ahead, King Tom. Say that again. They've kind of played it safe. They've Marvel has kind of played it safe with social issues mm-hmm. for the most mm-hmm. part in the MCU. So. I do hope they take the opportunity. I'm not that hip to like the whole history of it, but I less when you're talking about like racism specifically. Yeah, dude, if people think that's like not a thing still, boy, oh mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. Uh, come and visit St. Louis mm-hmm. sometime. And I live in just outside the metro area in Illinois. And I mean, people are so like casually uh, ignorantly racist, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's all that they, that they had to get that whole interracial thing in there when that you know it's like really is that do you know what year this is so yeah i mean yeah and there are plenty of people that do that that, no that's exactly right and i think that will be the overtone you know what i mean of this whole series if that's the case even if it's for four or five episodes like i could see that going well i have no you know and maybe they even do like a montage of people on interviewing people on the street you know Mm -hmm. and and you just get this montage well, yeah, he should be the guy. This is who the government chose, you know, and mm-hmm. then you see other people like, you know, and then maybe they even do various walks of life. You know, there's the one black man going, hell yeah, man, Sam's a Captain Falcon. And then there's, you know, other people doing it mm-hmm. like it's it's there. It's coming. So I love yeah. it. I love it. I love that they're going to dabble into this. But kind of there shit. are plenty of people out there that legitimately are oblivious. Yeah. Right. And even in their own ways, like Eric just said, you know, they're still casually you know, and you just go, do you realize what you just said right now? Mm-hmm. Like, do you realize what you just said? And they don't realize it. A lot of people... What do you mean by that? Yeah. I'm yeah. not like that. You know, and you're like, yeah. 
Uh, man, right. Miss, sir, ma'am, yeah, you, you, yeah, you know, it's like one of those things. But you know what? Go for it. Well, Just go for in, it. In their head, they would tell you they'd be shocked yeah. if you mm-hmm. said, "You know that you're racist." What? what? No. Yeah. What? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. I'm all for it. I'm so glad this is going to be actually be a Disney Plus series. Instead of just like dropping it in, because that's the other thing you're inviting this weird thing, you know, all these criticisms and how how the discourse and just people are nowadays of when a movie comes out. If they were to make this a movie, you know, and just say, here you go, here's two hours of this. If it doesn't make money, you were going to like, see what happens when you put a black captain. Like, it's just that's it's a perfect situation. This is as great as it can be. Everything is lining up perfectly. And you know what? If things go the way they're supposed to, he becomes a hero. Right. You know, he actually figures all this shit out and he's like, what the hell? And, you know, things work out. That's great. You know, then we'll be like, there we go. Now we have the U.S. agent in the Marvel Universe, which is awesome. Did you see the costume? It did. It's it's uh, it's it's Captain America's costume. But then I think he's there's small. a sec. That's the other thing I noticed. He's, he's not dude. Chris Evans yeah, buff, small. but he's a big guy. He's he's a big guy. You know that's he's got the stripes yeah. like he US does. Agent. It's going to be really interesting that Marvel's so loved and mm-hmm. they rarely get trolled on. So it'd be very interesting to see if they jump on this because they normally don't jump on Marvel. I mean, Captain Marvel was the only one that they went ape shit on. They went crazy. The trolls did. So it'd be very interesting if they jump on this train. They will. They will. Well, the, the trolling didn't do much because Captain Marvel made yeah, a billion. People, and yeah, people. Yeah, that's another the other deal. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where yeah, you can troll, but you'll just get rolled over. It's just like uh, what did Loki say to Nick Fury in the first Avengers movie? The fuck what, off that. But he's <laughs> like, what does a coral ha- an ant have with the boot? Mm-hmm. It's basically like that, and where Fury turns on his all ant eat meat boot, you know, it's like right. you're just gonna get stomped, and just, right. it's over. So, and and that's the thing is that you know uh, there will be discourse, but look at the track record. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's all you have gonna to be very say. That's literally drop. Put the, put down the track record. You like that? You like that? You like that? Maybe not the best, but it's not terrible. You like mm-hmm. that? You like that? You go down the list. Thor two and, was yeah, bad though. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. And nobody has anything to say after that. So it's like one of those, like, how could you be unhappy or how how could you feel that disappointment is coming? No, and they better get ready because uh, there's the Eternals. Camille Nanjiani is Pakistani. He's going to be Mm -hmm. standing square in your face. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Miss Marvel's coming. She's a Muslim heroine. You know, it's it's coming down the pike. Sorry, bud. Y'all better get out the damn way because it's it's been here. Exactly. You know, uh, Black Panther, anyone? Hello? Right. right. That, so, that entire train is rolling. Yeah, hard. it's over. Like, there's someone's going to say or do something here. And this is, th- these are the people to try to push it. It is. Another little quick segue is uh, King Tom, you were talking about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel 2 has been officially announced that they are going all through with part two. We all knew that was going to happen, but they've kind of officially announced it, correct? Yeah. Um, the Hollywood Reporter, right before we started recording tonight, had an article there saying it's, it's official. Um, they're moving the action from the 1990s to the present. Uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who co-wrote and directed the original Captain, Captain Marvel, will not be back for this one, which is hmm. interesting because usually Marvel tries to bring back people for the sequels. 
but Megan McDonald, who is a writer on WandaVision, will be writing the script for it. Wow, interesting. That's another one I'm really looking forward to is WandaVision. That just looks different. It looks mm-hmm. fun. Very, very cool. I think it's time to get into our trailer trashed of the movie that um, <laughs> we're so excited to watch. Well, uh, hopefully this trailer does justice to the movie because the movie is phenomenal. And I can't remember how this trailer goes, but uh, it's it's got to be good. It's got to be good. Oh, it's already A good. Music's already good. In search of the glow. Master, I need more time. I am no oh. longer your Is that the barge? Mm-mm. A rock and roll star hmm. on the rise. I know what it's like. To oh, look at Vanity. Yeah, look at her. Oh. That's right. Fantastic. The answer is no. Oh, that's the bad guy. Yeah. And the glamour. Don't touch Vanity like that. And the sound of Motown. Oh. I don't want you to kill anybody. I mean, this. Are you out of your mind? see that lady yeah. mm-hmm. she played hang on no master you sure look like a master to me oh vanity yeah. oh my favorite part right there bruce lee right there how dare you come out through this song all good man all good baby it's about the power Straight. Oh, look at, him look at the glow. You don't know how many dudes thought they were badass trying to grab people's fists before they got socked in the face. Because <laughs> they thought they were Timac. That is pretty good. I can't, I can't believe that the end of the movie is right there in the trailer. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yes, it is. And the, your song was in there. Rhythm, the of, the rhythm of the Night. Yep. How could you not? They really were count. That was a lucky get. For it sure was. It sure was. <laughs> Boo! By watching that, you in on this? Not really. Okay, no. I, I, I could see the appeal. That's, that's respectable. I could see the I, appeal, so, but yeah, I don't know. It looks a. It looks a bit of a uh, black dynamite. Or no, no, no. Who was it? Uh, is it black dynamite? No, there is a black dynamite. No, 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 no. But like, uh, the best. Who's who's the uh, the the kung fu guy? Got an afro, black guy. There's Black Dynamite, the cartoon, and then there is the movie Black Dynamite. Yeah, that that's that's what, yeah. it, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Yes, yeah, yes. I get you. Pudi but, Tang. But listen, it now seeing the trailer, I just realized what a masterpiece this really is, man. You have a musical. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have a fucking kung fu movie, dude. And you have like legit pre something special effects going on here man mm-hmm. it was it awesome was glowing yeah. it was awesome dude yeah. the, this movie is underrated you're correct it is a classic it is this is the black version of like big trouble little china yes uh, good call oh, yeah. okay. good call okay. good so call. this is this is this is me throwing that gauntlet down right now mm. you you would the the fighting alone or at least the journey and then just this just gives you new york this gives you New York at a certain point in time, and it's it's Harlem. Very passionate about this it, film. Oh man, the more the yeah, you you guys got to understand. This was actually a really cool movie, man. And as a kid, everybody thought they I were freaking it. Bruce I, Leroy and yep. trying to do spin kicks and other shit, getting that, knocked out by the big bully because they dude, thought they could pull some the, shitty kung fu. 
That is the best line too, Bruce Leroy. And his oh, little awesome. brother who uh That's right, he's the break dancer. Yeah, he's, he's all badass, actually, dude. They couldn't even get a kid who could really break dance to play the part. That's he, right. He's like tied uh, up and he does this whole break dance thing. He uses break dances to escape from the ropes. <laughs> what? That's yeah. right. Yeah. They couldn't get turbo from breaking? Come on. Dude, no. that's who they should have got. And then that's you have who uh, they should mm-hmm. What's the kid's name? Uh Ernie is is it Ernie Ernie Reyes. Ernie Reyes. Yeah, yeah. And when he was a kid. Little kid mm-hmm. in this and he's like all tough. And the, the oh, other yeah. guy who is uh oh, I can't think of his name, but <laughs> He's somehow in charge of all these kids. He's like comic relief from the from the. Uh, oh, that's right the, from the 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 dojo, right or whatever. The, would they call it a dojo? That's what I was trying to come up with. Because but it's like a club, right? Karate. It's like yeah. like a bu- a club or something like a boys and girls club type of thing. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This was basically along the lines of like break in. The same era. Yeah. In these yeah. movies where like Beat Street. You, the the kids and people don't have anywhere to go in the inner city. Uh, like it brings up inner city problems. And this pro- <gasps> this uh, production guy is like an evil developer too. He's got all kinds of weird shit going on, and he's just trying to roll things over. And you know, it's yeah. I don't think Boo sold on this. I'm not so, trying to sell you, man. I'm just I'm just <laughs> pointing out. This now. is my ode to the Last Dragon. The and trailer the title is the dope, just dope too. Yeah. The trailer does not. Do justice. Not, not no. even close. Not no. even close. Who? But the the lady who uh, she's like, I don't want she to kill anybody. Her. Mm-hmm. She is, you know, in this thing, she's like wanting to be a singer, and he's making her do these music videos. And there's there's this video she films for a song <laughs> called Dirty Books, yes. and it's about finding porno mags under your bed. And she's wearing mm-hmm. like these uh, this bra that's supposed to look like the headlights of a car. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. She <laughs> plays. Are you familiar with the show? Um, oh, geez. It had Melissa Joan Hart and, oh, God, come on. Uh, it had Joey Lawrence in it. And oh. they're, they're grown up and he's her, her nanny. Oh, no. You got me, man. Oh, dude. It's actually a pretty good show. Hang on. I'm going <laughs> to here in just a sec. Oh, it was just called Melissa and, Melissa and Joey. Is that it? Wow. Yeah. That- yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's and it, what it is is she's like this successful she a tv personality or something but anyway she's successful and she has to she ends up getting custody of her the two kids because her the the dad of those kids is going to jail for uh like investment fraud well, Joey Lawrence, Joe Lawrence, his name is Joe Longo in this, works for that guy and somehow ends up being her nanny. They fall in love, of course, because everybody's seen who's the boss. And thank mm-hmm. God they actually made the gag of it, too, watching. They were watching who's the boss one time on the show. Oh, were they, were clap, they really? Clap, clap, yes. But anyway, that chick plays Joe's mom. And I was she oh. on the show, and I'm like, oh, my God, who is that woman? Where do I do more from? And it was from Dirty Books, man. She probably yeah. ended up getting knocked up by that creepy producer guy. And uh, yeah, had, had that Joe, was weird. Joey Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> very, very pumped up between the passion of The Last Dragon from Les and your passion of you know Melissa was, and Joey. It was actually a really good series, man. My wife <laughs> all right. liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember but Joey Lawrence in it. In all honesty, for me, and, and you know what? To go back to like being able to be related or having relatability to certain things and seeing yourself represented in some way, shape or form. As a kid, we watched karate kid 
You know what I mean? But yeah, in my house, we watched The Last Dragon a lot. Like we watched it all the time. Like that was something my brothers and I we would throw that on as much as possible. That's cool. Almost as much as Terminator Two. Oh, oh yeah, shit. that was a classic. So it was on. We wore out that VHS of The Last mm-hmm. Dragon. We just wore that shit out. What was it like? Eighty three. I remember. Right? I used to have the VHS as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just because of vanity. I probably. Oh, dude. Wore, and yeah. I, I yeah. probably wore that. Everybody thing copied out. the crane kick from Karate Kid, and everybody thought they were Bruce Leroy. And you know, you see people walk around bloody noses in school, though. and you're like, "What did he try to do? He tried to do the Karate Kid thing." Mm-hmm. Bruce Leroy jump kicked him in the face. You're like, "Ah, motherfucker, you got knocked out." <laughs> it's just this how it goes. But it's just, it's just can really influential, dude. Can we talk about Vanity? Oh, yes, dude. we can. She was great in this movie. Because the song, you've seen, she, her, you, her song on oh. the soundtrack is great too. Is it really? I don't remember oh, that one. Oh my gosh! But yeah, dude. Boo, you've seen man. Purple Rain, right? Yes, Prince. So Apollonia mm-hmm. is playing Vanity. Yes, Pr- Prince and Vanity were a thing, mm-hmm. and so Vanity Six um, became Apollonia Six. Like she, Apollonia was playing Vanity in that huh. movie. Yeah, so. Just want to throw that out. Apollonia was great there. Too. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, vanity. All right. Well, that was a good one. That was a good trailer trash. That wasn't too trashy. No. Brought back memories. This was this was gold trailer. You know, this the, was like you know, Wu Tang uh, loved this thing. You oh, it, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, and that, Wu Tang loved it. And that just showed the intersectionality too. Is you know a lot of black people or African American people love kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. You know, we we grew. I grew up on that. You know, we watched all kinds of kung. My brother Tyree used to always say "kam fu," and I'd be like, "It's kung fu." But he, when he was younger, because he couldn't pronounce it right. Huh. But yeah, we would watch all that stuff, man. And yeah, to get Wu Tang coming out later in the '90s with the like whole influence and you know Shaolin shadow boxing and all that stuff. Yeah, this is all all the cultures mixed into one that you can get, man. Very it's just cool. great. Very 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 cool. All right, guys. I think uh, that's it for this episode one eight one. Mister Tom Chansky, the king of all pods. Where can people listen to you reign over the podcast universe? Uh, I do Patreon shows for our friends at the Bad Motivator, Steel Wars, and Blue Harvest. Fantastic! Listen to those. Um, by the way, our friend Steel Saunders is having a live show. You're going to hear this after it's out, but you can absolutely listen to it. It's going to be out soon after, so tune in for that. Mr. Eric Strothers, where can people dissect your voice? Well, uh, that was creepy and weird, but you can check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, where we mostly talk about Star Wars in a somewhat informed fashion, I guess you would say. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strahlers if you want to see all my goings on, including building some pretty dope lightsabers. Some badass lightsabers. Also in the works is a podcast dedicated to Melissa and Joey. That's coming out soon. (laughs) So look for that. Carlos Buarguayo, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Mr. Crunch Crunch is more or less (laughs) there. You can find me trying to find a awesome copy of the last dragon no you can find me on twitter at less than more 78 and on this podcast this and you can find me at the syphilis on twitter and tune in to episode number 182 our friend our new lover of in and out burgers mm. mr noah outlaw will be on next week barring any 
sicknesses or just flaking out on us. So don't flake out on us, Noah. I know where you live. <laughs> you know where you live. I know uh, where he lives. Oh, boy. We'll catch you next week. I'm glad I ended it with that one. <laughs> on episode 182 of The Sith List. Down around this time. Sure.